Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. Good afternoon. This is Friday, the 27th of March, day 12. Day 12 of the COVID response. What are we doing? What is the United States doing in response to this heinous virus? That is 100,000 nanometers small. I think that's right. I'm not exactly sure. I was helping my daughter study for her biological or biology exam this afternoon, and we were talking about viruses and bacteria, and that was one of the numbers that she told me. I may or may not be right. But the problem is something that is so small and microscopic that the whole world has stopped to pay attention to how quick this little non-living so a bacteria is living and a virus is non-living which i think is kind of interesting but the virus is non-living and yet the virus is able to infect a cell and then convinces the living cell to create more viruses Kind of like a little manufacturing plant. So the virus comes in, takes over the cell, convinces the cell to reproduce, but reproduce the virus. It's kind of interesting how it's, it's, it really is just quite interesting. For me, it was at least an interesting situation. And um, as a security professional, I have to say that. this is how we, this is one of the things that we need to be paying attention to very closely not not viruses no not bacteria these things can and we should have crisis plans for these type of situations <clears throat> especially around a pandemic oh my goodness in the company one of the companies i was with before all of this happened um we tried to talk and now we it's me and my team tried to convince the executives that we needed to spend some time talking about a pandemic what would happen if there is something that paralyzed the world what if something paralyzed a certain part of our industry now i was in the oil and gas industry and so to paralyze us would probably be be in the middle east uh, maybe in africa there's large oil fields in africa maybe it's something that happens in south america in brazil or venezuela something that an illness not a you know uh, a terrorism event not a geopolitical event it is just something that we have no control over which would be a biological event a pandemic <clears throat> where a small little item uh, thing were to create just havoc all over and of course the uh, leadership there believed that it wasn't necessary that uh, that would never happen to them it would never affect their their market well as we can see they were very wrong they were wrong about a lot of things. But anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about security. It's about you. It's about me. And I have to say, as a corporate security manager, one of the things that we're paying attention to are these ideas and thoughts uh, that can affect security in how we live our lives. 
And these ideas and thoughts can infiltrate and infect other people's beliefs, understandings, perceptions. And when that happens, it'll affect um, the security of a corporation, of a business. In fact, it'll do the same thing in homes as well. So mom and dad, um, leader of the household, please understand that the security in your home will be affected by thoughts, by ideas, by perceptions that you cannot see. So you may have a great idea, you may have a good plan, you may have you may think that you understand how everything should be run in a secure and efficient way at home. But if there is an idea or a thought, which is something we cannot see, and if it multiplies itself within it the organization that would be your home or in a corporate setting it would be in the business then you uh, you'll be fighting a an uphill battle you'll be fighting a an organization that has been infected with an a virus a thought virus and this is a sad thing i mean just like the situation that I lived through in my um, my previous corporation, where the the leadership believed they did not require, they did not need certain amount of crisis management, they didn't need certain plans. <coughs> Those are ideas and thoughts that they believed were justified, and it was no matter no matter of amount of discussion or justification helped them understand the reality that they did they did need plans and procedures and even now you know I, I i reach out to small businesses corporations and i explain to them that they need a crisis management plan or a security plan they need a security um, group and it doesn't have to be someone it doesn't have to be a full-time security manager but it does need to be addressed it needs to be an office that is defined properly with certain responsibilities and even now they they believe that they don't need it i think that uh, they're coming to grips with with that need at you know in one level or another it's not always the same but you know they're thinking about it and i i believe that it's something that they need to you know reconsider i am getting way too much in the weeds <clears throat> what i wanted to point out to point out is in this covid response that we're in right now you know people are taking this very seriously and i think uh, to a degree even more serious than than is necessary you know we are we are quarantining we are um self I mean, how would you call that? You know, staying at home, we are cre- we are activating the social distancing, whatever that is, distancing ourselves socially from other people. You know, these are all fine and good tactics, but uh, what what we're trying to fight is something microscopic. And if we don't take care of everything across the board and keeping ourselves clean, then um, we will we open ourselves up to the virus so think about this this is a great example you know when thinking about the covid this virus the wuhan flu is 
if you have, you know, people are washing their hands, they're at home and they're washing their hands constantly. They may or may not have come in contact with uh, someone with the flu, but they are constantly washing their hands and now they're opening up their hands without proper, you know, uh, moisturing products. They're opening up their hands to other types of bacteria that may get into their hands because of a dry crack on their, their skin, their knuckles, or between their, uh, by their fingernails. All these different things open them up to other bacteria. And this kind of points out how sometimes we are overly focused on one part of the security plan. We're overly focused on IT. We're overly focused on perhaps it's access control, or we're overly focused on um, CCTV. And we're not looking at the whole of everything that's going on. Um, and by doing so, we leave the door open for a possible uh, a virus, a possible uh, crime or a security breach. It's important for you and I to talk with other people in the industry, to bounce ideas off each other's head, to determine whether or not we have completely closed the door and limited our liability and uh, closed the delta between us and uh, possible uh, violation of our security. So what, what does that mean? Like, for instance, you know, with the, with the Wuhan flu, let's say a person stays at home and they are bringing everything in, they're ordering everything. They don't go outside, they don't go to the grocery store, but they need to buy food and so they purchase it online and someone comes in, they drop the food off to the door. Maybe it's a grocery store delivery. Maybe it is a, a food, a fast food restaurant. <coughs> Whatever the case, the food is left at the door. And then the person that lives at the home goes outside, grabs the food, and then brings it back inside. Who's to say that that food is not uh, contaminated or the plastic bag is contaminated by the driver or the person preparing the food? Or what about the straw that was placed in the bag? Who pulled that straw out? We already know that the, the virus can live for many hours on cardboard. Well, if you can live many hours on cardboard, what, what about that straw? What about that plastic bag that was, that's holding all that food? And yet the person brings the food inside, opens up the bag, pulls out the food, and begins to eat. That's right, begins to eat the food uh, with or without washing their hands. It doesn't really matter because whatever is on that, let's say it's a, a McDonald's burger. If you open up that, that little uh, clam shell that holds the burger, you're touching something that someone else touch it, touched. And um, whatever, then you're putting your hands, your naked hands, onto the burger and then you're eating it, you're eating the burger. So you're opening yourself up. In other words, what I'm trying to point out is there are there are ways that a virus can find its way into your home. There is no absolute way to keep yourself safe. And what does that mean? That means that we must as individuals and as corporations, we must plan the best we can to keep ourselves secure and safe. But then we have to have plans on what to do when all our previous plans fail. If a bad guy comes in, if someone breaches the door, what are we going to do? 
if um, someone comes into the home that we're not, we didn't, we didn't invite in, comes in, how do we address it? So no matter how strong our plans are, our initial plans to keep ourselves secure and insulated from the bad guy, we need that secondary plan, which is our crisis management plan, our secure, our intruder plan. What do we do? How do we handle it? When you start feeling sick with the Wuhan flu, you know, what are you supposed to do? You start getting, let's say uh, you start coughing and you have a fever. Uh, you start feeling flu-like symptoms. Have you thought about it? Have you thought about if you're going to go, what is going to, what is it going to take to get you to go to the hospital? Do you need to talk to a doctor? Does the doctor need to prescribe you something? Do they need to pre-approve you to go to the hospital? That's what's happening in many cities. The doctor has to pre-approve you to to go to get tested. And if you don't get tested, then well, of course you don't know if you have the Wuhan flu <coughs> and you won't be able to get uh, that additional attention that you may need to overcome that illness. So what, so what are your plans? How, do you, how are you going to take care of that? What if it's not the Wuhan flu? What if it's a regular flu? Regular flu kills people just the same as the Wuhan. So it's important for us to know what are your plans. It's important for you to know what are your plans. This is one of my, my mantras from the very beginning when I started this podcast is what is your plan? You have to have a plan. You plan before. You plan before in, in a way as to keep the intruder out. And then you plan, uh, uh, you have plans on what to do if the intruder does come in. These are important. This is how you stay in front of the curb. Without it, you will definitely uh, succumb to, <coughs> to the attack. You won't know. By the way, I'm coughing because there's allergies in the air. I do not have the Wuhan flu. Oh, my goodness. I was walking in the grocery store and I coughed, but I coughed in my arm like everyone else is supposed to do. And, uh, boy, I got the evil eye from everybody around. They were looking at me like, what are you doing? Why are you coughing? I understand there's a stigma to it, but it is allergy season in Texas. And um, I also wanted to tell you guys that it is uh, lockdown here in Montgomery County, which is where my home is. Montgomery County, Texas is where my home is. And the uh, the county judge has declared the county in lockdown. What was funny is, or interesting is, he had said he wasn't going to do it. He said, doesn't matter what happens, Montgomery County will never go on lockdown. And now here we are, the, uh, was it the 12th day? And we are going into lockdown. And lockdown means that only essential people can be out and about and, uh, you can only be working if you're in a working as an essential uh, business. And um, there's a curfew. A curfew from 10 p.m. or excuse me, 11.59 p.m. till 6 in the morning. Now, I don't understand that curfew at all. It just seems kind of strange for the most part. If everybody is staying at home. 
only essential businesses are open. What would anybody be out doing between 12 and 6? That's kind of superfluous. Why have a curfew? Everyone's out is supposed to be essential. Um, anyway, just something to think about. You know, a little bit of my conspiracy theorist, uh, you know, blood coming out, wondering why is this being, you know, supported as a law <laughs> or as a, as enforced in the in the county. And I'm not saying we shouldn't obey. We should obey, but um, we should also question why. Why is this the solution? And why did this? Why did this corporate, this uh, government crisis management plan and team think that a curfew is a way to enforce a quarantine? Oh well, 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 well. Times are strange. And I'm glad that I was able to get on the phone real quick, get on to Anchor, and leave you all my my two cents on security. I hope you all are safe and secure. I hope your your you and yours are healthy. And I want to remind you all to know that you are security. Have a good day. Do you have a story you would like to share? If you're on Anchor, then send me a message. I'd like that. I enjoy bringing you the best security hacks twice a week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share it, post it, send me a message. And always remember, you are security.